this week on The Reverse Stick, Great Britain's Reece Smith is with us with his plan for taking hockey to the inner city. The Pro League fixtures are out, there's the Stan Cup, the Anzac Cup, and uh, Matt, how's your cup? Stick the Global Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee and I'm joined every week by Matt Allen. How are you, mate? My cup runneth over, John, with all the love and happy feels of the hockey family. Boy, oh boy, what a weekend it was last week. Yeah, except for that 70 minutes on Saturday night, it was perfect. We don't play 70 minutes, we play 68 minutes now, mate. Do you? So I've lost two minutes. Yeah. Oh, well. oh, I won, I don't care. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Welcome to the post show. Yes, Ree Smith. Did you just say the post show then? The post show. Yeah. <laughs> the post show. yeah I'm converting you slowly but surely. <laughs> it's working. Ree Smith played for Great Britain before he played for England. That's He's going to be with we'll, us. We'll find we'll out. Ask him. Yeah, we'll ask him about that coming up very soon in the show. Plus what he's doing off the field as well, because that's the real reason we've got him on. Yeah, hockey, hockey, hockey in a city, and we'll talk all about that. Looking forward to it. But yeah, you, you, you had a good hockey week. You boys through yes. to the final. Yep, grand final coming up. Number four in, the, in a row. Looking forward to it. And the shirt still hasn't been washed, folks. One more game and it can go into another season. So you you played, you had the win 1-0? 1-0, yep. Yep, against the side that finished second on the ladder. Yep. yep. So you go straight into the grand final. They get a second chance to play a final this weekend. Yep. I don't think we'll be playing them, though. No? No. I think they did two hammies a quad. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they could be in trouble this week. Now, of course, yeah. after... Um, we'll talk a bit more about my hockey weekend in a minute. But after um, the excesses of your game on Saturday, you, of course, then went to state training on Sunday. Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And did you play, John? No. I had an ankle injury, Matt. Did you? What? So yeah. you, got, you, you rolled it in your game on Saturday, did you? No. What happened, John? I fell asleep on the couch, Matt. Yeah. And the dog jumped up and fell asleep on my feet. So you missed training because yeah. the dog slept on your leg. That's I worse. had an ankle injury, Matt. That's worse than the dog ate my homework, sir. Shocking. I went. I went along. No, that's good. That's I, good. I actually commitment. did think good. Good for a commitment. little while that I'd done some, like when I first got up in the morning, because the dog wasn't there when I woke up. Uh, give a dog a bone, eh? Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I jumped up off the couch the next morning <laughs> to go to training. <laughs> Oh my god, what have I done to my ankle? I've ruined it. Oh no. <laughs> but it turns out, according to Mrs. Lee, um, when she left the room, uh, I was asleep on the couch with the dog lying on my feet. Well, you sure she wasn't trying to nobble you? Keep, you know, get you out of the big game? Maybe some money, some money to exchange hands between, uh, the team that you might be facing. The team I'm yeah. playing for. <laughs> That's probably more likely. <laughs> it? Let's get on to serious well, well, if, stuff. If in we? doubt, folks, blame the dog. What's been going on? Um, what has been going on? Let's have a look. Uh, we mentioned the Stand Cup, the AHF's Men's Central Asia Cup going on in... Taudikorgan. That's what I would have said. It's in Kazakhstan. And it's involving Kazakhstan, Tuzdekistan, Uzbekistan. <laughs> Second one. Tajikistan. Tajikistan. And Oman. Oh man! So, uh, so far, Kazakhstan had a nine-nil victory over Tajikistan, <laughs> and Uzbekistan had a three-nil win over. If you're, so, if you're a new listener, this is normal. Don't worry. <laughs> Oman then uh, lost three-two to 
uh, Kazakhstan. So Kazakhs seem like they might be the team to beat. The Kazakhs. Go the Kazakhs. Kazakhs. Yes, still three games to go there. We also had, coinciding with the Oceania Cup, which is underway at the moment, the um, Oceania International Hockey Fives tournament in Rockhampton. And uh, so just a couple of games to go. It's involving Papua New Guinea, the Solomon Islands and Tonga. And uh, on the men's side of things, it opened with uh, Papua New Guinea taking out a 5-2 victory over the Solomon Islands. Um, one goal for every player there. Uh, on um, the Solomon Islands took on uh, Papua New Guinea in the second game. So they, they played back-to-back those two teams on the fourth. Oh, you never win a game playing back-to-back. Um, and Papua New Guinea got up 4-1 in the second encounter. Then Tonga took on the Solomon Islands the next day and unfortunately lost 16-1. Solomon's got over the top of the Tongans. Three Um, three goals for every player there, plus a spare. Yep. Then um, Papua New Guinea took on Tonga and won 18-0. So it looks like that... Six... (laughs) 18-2, 18-2, sorry, 18-2, not 18-0, 18-2. So it looks like uh, that title's going to be taken out by, you'd think, Papua New Guinea, but uh, maybe the Solomon Islands can... No, they're both playing Tonga again. Well, so that, that's not going to turn out well for Tonga. With that many goals in a game, obviously there'd be so many celebratory moments, John. I would even consider... Why don't we take that to the Olympics? Seems far more exciting than the format we've got at the moment. How do you reckon you'd go celebrating goal number 18? <laughs> Woohoo! Oh mate, I'd be, it'd be stick turned around, shooting into the oh, sky, kisses yeah. to my loved ones in the crowd. Yeah, you know. yeah. And if I they weren't my loved ones before, they would be after they'd seen me score seven goals. What about the bloke who scores the first one? Because he probably's doing that. Yeah. Giving it the cheer. Oh, the first guy over. The crowd's going maniac. Yeah. It's not going to be quite have the same sting in the tail, does it? I don't do well because they're only three minutes each way, the games, aren't they? Are they? Not sure. Uh, hockey fives for women involving the same nations, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands and Tonga. Uh, a bit closer to this one. Papua New Guinea beat Solomon Islands 5-1 in the opener and then 8-1 in the, the second game. Tonga took on the Solomon Islands and lost 7-3, to which is a bit closer. Solomon Islands uh, winning that game. Uh, the Tongans then took on the Papua New Guineans and lost 11-1. So it looks like uh, Papua New Guinea once again is the team to beat in uh, Hockey Fives for Women at the Oceania Intercontinental Hockey Fives. So some of that's being streamed on the Oceania Mm. Hockey Federation Facebook page and also through live stream Brisbane, so you can check out some of those games alongside the main broadcast games from the the Anzac Cup and the... uh, Oh, there's a Legends game was on last night as well. Shuby, our mate, was playing. Was I, yeah, I didn't hang around to see what the final score was, but they had a lot of the guys that won the gold medal back on the field together, plus some other um, strong locals and uh, Rockhampton boys and Mackay yeah. boys in there. I, got, I had to work last night, so unfortunately I missed it, but I did catch the two earlier games, and we'll talk about them now, shall we, Matt? The Oceania well. Cup. It's not a three-test series, as our local newspaper published yesterday. Oh, look, at least there was hockey in there. There was hockey in there. It is uh, it is actually the Oceania Cup. It won't be happening later in the month. It's actually happening right now. Um, sorry, um, Honey Monster. I, I did notice that. I, the Honey Monster and I know each other. Right. He's the guy that wrote that story. Okay. So. 
Well, look, uh, obviously, eyes on some of the broadcasts. Well done for the, the guys up there. Plenty of camera angles. Nice to see Frenchville Sports Club as one of the sponsors there. Had a You've spent a bit of time in Rocky. Well, I have, yeah. I did, did Is a, your missus from Rocky? No, nah, a bit further up and, and a bit inland and, and okay. uh, around, you know, different mines over, over, over different years. Anyway, uh, Frenchville Sports Club, um, probably the nutbush capital. Um, <laughs> uh, I went to a 40th birthday there. There would have been maybe... 70 people there and 65 of them as soon as Tina Turner's Nutbush City Limits came on that's it they are up and uh, there is a special dance that goes with it hey mate I've seen it it's I've like, been you know, to boots, boot, boot scooting um, I think you, you're not a Queenslander if you can't do the Nutbush yeah well uh, Nut and Bush are two words that go together well with North Queensland <laughs> yeah, fond memory oh Rocky B&S as well oh my god that was a messy affair did they use the sheep drenches there uh, no, I, okay. I, mate, I'd, I was done by about eight o'clock, I think, probably. Uh, uh, lovely day out on, gr- day out on Great Capital as well as part of your ticket there for more debaucherous affairs. Uh, <laughs> the bold bachelor. They can drink, well. they can drink, and they drink a lot of rum. Oh, the first BNS I went to, they were, they, they were serving glass jugs. And uh, you'd go and say, oh, I'll have a jug of scotch and coke. And they'd grab a bottle of scotch and grab a bottle of coke and dip them up into the <laughs> jug. <laughs> it's like 50-50. Anyway, uh, let's get back to the hockey. The Oceania Cup uh, results. Yeah, so first game underway last night for the men. A 4-0 win for Australia over New Zealand. Pretty yeah. um, comprehensive victory. Um, some good defensive stuff for New Zealand in patches and, and did well to keep the Aussies they at bay. They didn't look like challenging, though, did No, they? no. Um, and, and I think we'll probably see the same in, in the next two games coming up over the weekend as well. Yeah, am I right in thinking this is on aggregate score or across the results of no, three tests? Three, three games, yeah. It's three games. Yeah, so win, yeah. win, win two of them. Two and you're yeah, in. Yeah, and you're in, yeah. And the New Zealand women have uh, a long way to doing that, having won the uh, opener between them last night as yeah, well. Yeah, was that 4-1? Uh, I think it ended 3-1 at least. Might have gone to 4-1. Come on, we're supposed to know this stuff. No, well, Essendon kicked a goal right as that <laughs> was happening, and I had to c- control the I controllers. Co- I, I missed I, I was cooking the last dinner. I was cooking seconds. dinner and getting the kids into the shower, so I was in and out, and it was on, on in the background. Um, but, yeah, you know, Kiwis went, went away very early on that, and... Um, uh, Stacey Mitchelson, um, just dominant again, fantastic. Yeah. Gunson at the back was was superb. They were very very solid. Aussie battled well. I thought there was a chance later on in the in the game. They they were, they were creating lots of opportunities, um, but yeah, it wasn't to be. They'll they'll go again next time. Australia sometimes might the girls, sorry the ladies team, they just say the, the hockey ruse. team. <laughs> the hockey, <laughs> apologies. The hockey ruse. We're doing what we're learning. We're living. We're, we're learning. We're, we're realising we're, we're making mistakes. Yeah, we're trying to change our ways, and yeah. and, we're, and we're not going to hide it by editing that out. You're just going to get it all. Okay. The, the, the hockey ruse struck me as uh, a team that um, play above what you think they can play at times. Like when they when they play the Dutch, they always seem to play above themselves. You oh. always think, oh gee, who, how? They, and they also, but when they play other some teams that are, you probably think on paper or are lesser than them, they struggle. Well, New, New Zealand are the perfect example of that. Commonwealth, yeah. Commonwealth Games are a great example of yeah. that. Um, you, you would think they would, um, wouldn't uh, struggle against them quite, quite as much. And look, and no, look game, game, game two, they could turn it around and go and win three or, three or four nil. And, uh, yeah, we'll just have to shut up about it. Even but, during the Pro League, that was the case. Yeah. You know, Australia finished, what, second or third? Third in the in the pro, where have they finished in the pro league? Second, third, third, third or fourth, and get to a final, not disgraced in the final of the pro league. And if you looked at New Zealand's performance during the pro league, it wasn't great. It was okay, yeah, but 
their best results were probably against Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how teams match up. Maybe it's just a case of matchups. I don't know. But they looked to me like they were playing far below their best. The, the hockey roos. Yeah. And the black sticks. Why well, they're the sort of team that if you give them half a sniff, they seem far more consistent than the Australian team is. Yeah, and the quality's fine. Run, run it, yeah. running through that side. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the coverage. Um, you know, pl- plenty of camera angles. We were talking before there we was recorded some about some some of the issues with the with video referrals, and there was a couple of delays on. Yeah, I, I didn't have the sound up at the time. I couldn't have the sound up. I could only watch it. So I wasn't sure what was going on. It seemed to be a video referral over a penalty corner. It went on for ages. Now, I'm not sure if that was because of the quality of the, the feed they were getting. They couldn't quite determine a decision or what what was going on. But it was just far too long. And for what, what the decision was, it wasn't a goal. It was for whether a penalty corner should have been given. And it was probably the sort of decision that... Uh, given if you didn't have a video umpire, nobody would have questioned if you had it. When the umpire went, no, nah, it's 16, nobody would have questioned it. Yeah. Because it's one of those ones where, you know, but if, if it, how's if the it, umpire going to see it's it? Just, if it takes that long to, to, to make, the oh, deci- make the decision on it. For, well, a, sh- for a short corner? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Go, with, uh, go with you first. Just go with yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And I think in, they also had some problems with the video referral due to... Uh, probably some of an issue like frame rates or something like that yeah. with the video referrals and I find it very difficult and I think we got to and you can see there's a difference in the quality on some of the cameras that are there yeah yeah there are some obvious there are some good full broadcast cameras but maybe slightly lesser uh, quality higher up in the stands maybe and it's, you, you can see a, a little bit of difference with them I might be wrong but it, it seems to be that there's um, some, some seem to be better than others so if you're relying on the good one to get the best shot for your video referral and it's not on that angle then yes, it, you, it might be hard to tell with the frame rate breaking down really slowly it's, uh, well what, it brings into question what we actually use video referrals for, for as well I, I mean I'm, I'm on, we're both on record as saying well, we don't actually need them I mean we can get as a sport without them but we sort of feel we have to yeah. because let's face it Video stuff in, came into sport because television stations were doing it anyway without them, and it was making a fool of their officials a lot of the time. That If you go back through the genesis of all of this, it's all led by broadcasters, and broadcasters are going to show it. So associations or yeah, well, you, federations... We, we might as well that, use it. And, well, and because our, they're, copping, they're copping it from outside. And our fans expect it. Yeah. You know. But... Um, I'm not sure that they should use it under certain conditions for decisions like the one that it got used for last yeah. night that caused such a delay. Maybe if you know that you're going to have, it, it's not up to 100% of what it should be, the system you're using, you say, right, we're only going to use it for goals. It's, it's, if, if the umpire signals a short corner, it's a short corner. That's it. Yeah. And of 16 and vice versa. Anyway, but it was generally a, a pretty good scream. Uh, stream, scream. There was no screaming, but the commentary wasn't bad. You go all right with the commentary? Yeah, I did go all right. Yeah, fantastic. Good, good. Um, I, I enjoyed it, and this is it. I, I, I like the, the the local flavor that we can get um, around the country and around the world from local local commentators. It's good. Oh yeah, I'm happy with that. Enough with it. Um, do we mention the, uh, the social media story of the week at this stage? Just keep it for later. We haven't got a jingle for it yet. Okay. Yeah, no, well, no, I was, no, I mentioned it now whilst we're on it. Yeah. Now, so, is this Oceana? That- well, okay. So if you want to catch the rest of the cup, um, the Anzac Cup as we're calling it, then you can just uh, you can head to the Hockey, Oceana Hockey Federation Facebook feed. So go and do that now. 
press like and then you for for videos you can just click turn on when goes live and then when the, the next game comes up you'll get a little notification that will pop up well I received two notifications for games after I followed that process yesterday and the first notification was for the highlights of the of the the women's game came up and it read Oceana O-C-I-N-A um, Cup highlights whatever fine there, everything else was um, was spelled correct, correctly for the next game was the Legends game we had Oceana incorrectly spelled once again and then Legends L-E-D-G-E-N-D-S um, you know, made, not made, spelling made, Legends um, and you think who's who's putting this out there you know, who's, have they got the work experience kid on there? Okay. And, and and if you've made that mistake on the first time you put it out, surely one of the people from internally has spotted that to go, oh, no, you need to um, just correct that. Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, just, just just not a good good now, image. Regular listeners would know we're probably being far too pedantic about this. Oh, yeah, look at our spelling. And, yeah, well, exactly right, hypocritically so. But we're not being paid to do it. No. Well, and they might not be either. Well, might be we don't, it might be the work experience kid. But, yeah, these are the things we've got to get better at in our sport, and something as simple as legends, that's really irritating, because that, it just looks bad to all the other sports and things around as well. And it should have been taken down and corrected fairly immediately. I don't know how long it took someone to get in touch with the person who made that post to say, by the way, you don't spell legends like that. If you want to check out any of our mistakes on social media, you can go to Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, all at The Reverse Stick. Head to thereversestick.net. Jeez, if you're a grammar Nazi, you'll um, you'll love that. Yep, I, I'm sticking <laughs> my hand up for it. I'm not a very good speller, but I do know how to spell legend. And it's not legends. M-A-T-T-A-L-L-A-N. Thank you very much. Did I spell my name right then? Did I go A-N or E-N? Uh, now you don't even know how you spell your own name. Oh, You're listening to Matt Allen. Um, <laughs> just before, just before go on, some of you may have noticed um, a lack of presence on social media in the last week, particularly for any notifications of episode 109 going out. Uh, we apologise for that. Equally, I apologise for my performance in episode so you uh, should. episode 109, probably one of my weakest uh, in the team so far. Um, what can I say? I was overrun with work and emotion, and uh, I was a little bit grumpy, a bit tired and emotional. So must try harder, and uh, hopefully um, we're, we're going to make amends today. With what, what Matt's pr- trying to say is uh, if you do recommend to anybody to listen to our podcast, make sure you say don't bother listening to 109 because that's rubbish. Yes. Uh, move on to 110 straight away, which is incidentally this podcast. And because it's number 110 we thought we'd do an extra special effort in this one we're going to give 110% today here we are looking forward to it now uh, we've got our uh, interview coming up very very shortly with Reese Smith and um, before we get there though let's get through a couple of things shall we yeah well pro league fixtures they're that, out that, well yeah date, dates and countries have been announced dates they? and countries and uh that's out for both men and women. Uh, the tournament will be kicking off on the 11th of January when China take on the Netherlands. Now, the way it works at the moment is that teams will be playing... Um, Home and away in... 
in one country. In one country, yeah. yeah. And for this year. And so, then the so, next year, yeah, so they'll example, swap around. Yeah, so Australia will play in India this year, two yeah. games back to back, and then vice yeah. versa. So the Netherlands, as the title holders, will be starting their tournament in China. Uh, with two games there on the 11th and 12th of January. That kicks off the tournament for the women. There is a small gap. Uh, that next game's on the 25th of January, so there's like a week and a bit. One of the criticisms we did have of the Pro League last time around was that it was too slow at the start. There was too big a gap between games. But And then suddenly... Yep. 26 but, games in, in 26 days. And that seems to have been rectified yeah. slightly. India taking on uh, the Netherlands... Uh, for the men, and that's in the opening round for the men's on the 18th of January and then the, and the 19th and then the 24th. So we've sort of got a couple of games and then a couple of games. So they're, they're, they're trying to dribble them a, a little bit more through. There is a rather large break, um, from the 29th of March through to the 25th of April. So essentially a month there where that looks like being Euro hockey time of the year. Would that be about right? Easter? Yeah, HL Easter, yeah, yeah. Yep, so there's a, there's a big month long break there around the time of the year, HL. Uh, so obviously there's been some sort of discussion about club versus country, etc., etc., that's gone on. Or not that those players, if they are involved, will be playing for their clubs much in the previous three or four months, because they'll all be travelling around the world in the pro league. But we've also seen a, a big uptake for those European sides for top internationals that aren't involved in the pro league as well. You know, a lot of the the, the Irish guys, the Canadian girls, you know, yeah, they're, uh, they'll be getting that, spots. That, well, you know, that's a great opportunity for clubs to bring in quality players who, who are going to be there. Throughout the term. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's no times or venues yet set aside for, for these matches by the FIH. This is all, those are all to be decided, I believe, uh, by what? the local federations. Well, there was a tweet from Beth Morley in England the other day, and it, I, th- I think it, it was linked to England Hockey or GB Hockey announcing that all the games will be played in London. Um, and is there a, a missed opportunity there potentially to take the game Around the countries, um, including Glasgow Green in Scotland, fantastic setup. Um, Pakistan were very nearly going to play there, weren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And and we've seen the the drop in pitch option at at the stoop as well. Um, why aren't they going into soccer clubs, rugby league clubs um, around the country? Well, it could be a cost thing too of having to drop them. It's it's all right when you do it for one test as a one-off and you can generate a whole heap of excitement about it, but it might be a more costly um, proposition when you start talking about travelling a pitch around the place. Yeah, but, the, but that's the, the exact point is of putting it into the stadiums that you don't have all the cost of the extra infrastructure to put the, the extra stands in and uh, extra manpower and everything that goes around Which building up the stadium. Which is why they just go for one venue because they've got a venue there. They don't have to spend any extra money. They just bang, off mm, we go. It it's kind of flies in the face of the um, big stadium hockey mantra, which is, has come out, doesn't it? But we'll, you know, we'll see. And, yeah, we've, and, we've, and we've got the man from Mantra. Polytown coming up in a couple of weeks' time, we so we'll talk more about big stadium hockey. But mantras, you've got to ex- accept as well, are also subject to financial constraints. Yeah. Um, some other points about the draw. Uh, it seems that a lot of teams in Europe are going to be playing some home games at the back end of the tournament. Um, Are we following the sun still? uh, Sort of we are, unless you happen to be Germany, in which case, or the German women, they seem to be playing a lot away at the back end of the season, much like they did this season around. Well, Um, maybe that's consideration from that they required as well, because there is input from the nations as to when they want to play their games. I think so. 
They play away against uh, the Netherlands, which isn't that bad, Great Britain, the USA, and uh, then Belgium. So they've, they've got, uh, once again, another trip to the US and then coming back through Great Britain at the, at the back end of their season. Uh-huh. Uh, but they would have, they've, as you said, they've, they've got some... Some say in that. Uh, what I don't like is that there's no finals. No, straight Didn't league. Did we say announce that, that well, it's uh, just a straight league? Keeps it to being the pro league. All we need to get is those professional players now, John, and we'll be right on. Well, what is what is it actually, what's it there for? What's the pro league? O- Olympic qualifier? It's just a series of games between, uh, I don't know, without finals, without, you know. It's raising the profile of our game, John. There was a lot of, po- yeah, a lot of positives to come out of it and, uh, it's gonna don't, be, it's, no, it's don't, gonna be, it's gonna be even bigger and better crap. in 2020, particularly now we've got the Indians on board. Fantastic. Oh, what, what's the point of a final? How much interest will there be in any, you know, you're coming fourth and you can't finish first. Are you going to be interested in that? Have you run out of tea, have you? Are you going to be Come interested? On, calm in, down, Are you dear. going to be interested in watching a game between a team that <laughs> finished no higher than fourth, three rounds to go? Well, we knew that for a, some of the games from halfway through the competition, didn't we? No, but there were finals, so you could still finish fourth, and you, there's something more to play for. And there's a big, yeah. there's a big payday at the end of it. There's no big payday here. No, the interest. There's no, there's no big. Mo- there's no moment. They keep using this term celebratory. No, moment. that's hockey Australia. Oh, well, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no moment. Full stop in this. But there's, it's oh, oh yeah, two weeks to go. Uh, you guys have won. She'll give you the trophy now. Well, Pro Pro League Two has been floated, so. I guess the move towards would be the promotion relegation and you drop out of the top tier um, should you finish bottom or bottom two and the the next two come up. And that'll be interesting to see because countries have signed up on a four-year deal for it, haven't they? Um, Or, you know, Germany have... Well, Germany are in because rumours were Germany were potentially looking to step away, yeah, wasn't well it? Well, they're named yeah. men and women. Oh, you know, you, you can leave it until the first game's been played before you pull out anyway. Yeah, I mean we'll see fantastic hockey. Don't don't get me wrong. I think we'll see some some great hockey. But you get the top players in the world together in any legal competition, you're going to see top grades of hockey. Top yeah. hockey. We'll but something turning on and off though. Yeah, my computer screen. Right. We've got to get more patrons. <laughs> <laughs> you can support the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, by going to patreon.com forward slash the Reverse Stick. Any financial support would be greatly appreciated. To help us move on with our hockey endeavours, uh, John, part of our deal uh, with the different tiers, we have to give a, a, a shout out every month to our top tier contributors. I do. Uh, FH umpires, twenty dollars a month. Thank oh, you very much. Be speaking to Keely John O'Shea, the Goatman, twenty dollars a month. Thank you very much. Uh, and Scott Edwards, twenty dollars a month. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your support and all of our other Patreons. Thank you for helping us keep this going on. And we might be in a position to have enough money in there, John, soon to go and buy a bit of. Bit of better kit, and we, we'll be able to take this show on the road. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's get back to Sorry, Pro on. League very quickly. A couple of things. Um, the percentage system, I'm looking forward to seeing what the playing conditions are and those sorts of things. I'm not sure if they're out yet or not. Well, hopefully whether we've, we've learned. That. That. Yeah, yeah, whether it's been tweaked, whether it's exactly the same, or we're going to see a similar situation end up this year. Or the Well, hopefully the they've, they've, they've tweaked the system and understand that they've got a system that should have worked in that situation. Yeah. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey Podcast and it's featured interview time once again here, and what a pleasure it is to have 
England and GB's Reese Smith down the line. Reese, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. It's no, a pleasure well, to be on it. Well, we know it's pretty early in the morning there, so we appreciate even more that you were getting up bright and early to have a chat <laughs> with us. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Like I said, uh, it's, it's good that you've got me up this early, otherwise I'll still be in bed quite unproductive, <laughs> so uh, I'm catching the sunrise. So it's, it's, it's a nice uh, Orson's morning here. So we can add that. We can add motivators list to a, uh, to our list, John. Of, oh, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> That's good. Fantastic. Now, <laughs> now, Reese, we always like to kick these things off with finding out your hockey history. Where did it all start? How did you get the bug for the game? And uh, you know, who, who are maybe some of the characters along the way that have, have pushed you on to play and, and to play at the highest level? Okay. Well, um, I started uh, playing hockey when I went to my secondary school. Um, my secondary school is called Wicked School and it's in uh, South Croydon which is just south of London um, there wasn't many things to do at lunch um, apart from football and as a as a youngster at Wicked uh, playing football wasn't always fun because the older guys would come kick your ball all the way down the hill um, yeah and I, I didn't really like it so um there were hockey sessions at lunch and you could just go down to, to the AstroTurf at lunchtime and there'd be a coach there um, called Nigel de Cruz who would teach us how to play hockey and he made it fun um, he's quite a relaxed guy and he just got us into hockey from there it was something that we always thought was really fun um, cool and enjoyable from then um, I just continued playing hockey throughout the school we had a lot of kind of older role models in the school that played for, for England at, at junior age levels and they would often come down at lunchtime sessions um, so we got to kind of like chat to them got to play with them and, and that kind of inspired us and motivated us to, to continue playing like you see them come down with, with all their like England gear and you go oh god I, I want that tracksuit <laughs> um, so yeah going through my years that was definitely the um uh, the start of, of why I played hockey. Um, from Whitgift, I, I then played a, a bit of club hockey outside of it at um, old Trinity Midwickiftians. Um, and playing hockey at school was, representing the school was quite a serious um, thing because our, our school was very into sport. But why I quite liked um, old Trinity Midwickiftians and the coach there, Kevin Pacey was because it was just totally relaxed, like there was no pressure on you. Um, so I kind of had the best of both in terms of having like a, a serious um, pressurized environment, but also an environment where I could kind of just be free, totally different people and just, yeah, enjoy it. So I think that's why um, I've continued playing hockey, just because at all stages throughout um, my junior career, it was very enjoyable. So then, going into my kind of later years at school, a coach um, called Carl Stagner kind of drafted me into play for a Premier League side, so East Grinstead. Um, and going down there to training was, was incredible for me. Had so many great internationals, um, Glenn Kirkham, Ashley Jackson, Mark Hearn, and now start a lot of these guys. And that kind of just inspired me a lot more by playing with these people, seeing how great they were. Um, I played one year there then I went to university in, in Durham 
and um, after a successful three years there, I then have come back to London, um, played for East Grinstead for a year, and now I've joined Wimbledon Hockey Club. So that's my hockey journey so far. When did you realise you were any good at it? Yeah. Uh, um, probably year eight. So when I was 13, um, yeah, I remember just being able to just rinse players at the lunchtime sessions, <laughs> like some of the older guys used to do. And and then that was the thing, if you could rinse a lot of players, like in the lunchtime sessions, you considered quite good. So, yeah, and I think that's when I was able to kind of start tackling um, my coach a little bit and potentially like trying to go around him. And uh, if you tackled like Nigel Cruz, our coach, yeah, it was it was a pretty big, pretty big moment. So probably around <laughs> then. Well, thanks for uh, introducing a new word to our hockey lexicon too. Rinse. We're going to use that one. Rinse. Oh, you yeah. didn't know that. Oh, I've never well, heard it. Get John, John's oh. never heard it because you look at his hair and it needs a good bloody rinse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steady on. So, no, look. <laughs> now you're there, throwing me completely. <laughs> Reese, was it a oh. was it a gradual realization, or did you just make a tackle one day and go, you know what, I can actually play for England? Uh no, it wasn't more like, oh, I'm good, I'm going to play for England. It was more like being good in in, in my school environment. The England kind of um, thing, I don't really know because when we're in school, it was kind of like. A lot of people would play for England. We had a lot of players that played on the 16s and the 18s. So it was kind of like, I wouldn't say I expected to play for them, but it was like, okay, well, that's the next step. Yeah, I guess, so, I guess, I guess the pathway is there and you can see it in front of you. You can, you, you, you're mixing with people who've, uh, who are potentially on the same route as you. So, which is something which uh, we'll talk about hockey in a city in a minute is, is, isn't necessarily always there for people, is it? No, no, and I think that's why, so, in my school, that's why we created so many players, because you had um, the older players mixing with the younger players, and and obviously we looked up to them, and the fact that we could chat to them and be so sociable, and um, yeah, it was very inspiring, looking back on it. Now we're really interested in the, your international debuts. Obviously, you, you you played some junior stuff, Sultan Johor Cup a couple of times, Junior World Cup 2017 under 21 Euros, 2018 player of the tournament. Player of the tournament. And 20, 20, 2018 was a huge year for you with international exposure. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was it was kind of it was really weird to um, to kind of get into the program. Um, and then made my debut so soon, and in such like a, a special way, because we had the um, the anniversary matches, uh, the Soul Games, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Soul Games, um, which was cool for me because you got like specialized kit. So I've got in there. I've, I've already got like one set of kit, and we get this new batch of, of kit, and I'm like, oh, this kit is so cool. <laughs> that's the special. Um, that's the Toshiba, Toshiba uh, 15 product placement shirts, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Did you get a free telly? And <laughs> no, you know what? So basically, when when I when I first um, made my debut, I wasn't technically um, contracted by England Hockey or sorry, GB Hockey. Uh-huh. So 
I missed out on the Toshiba TV because when I was contracted, they had stopped the sponsorship. Oh. And there was a bloody good TV too. It was a big TV. I've got a little 20, 15 inch one in my room now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Squinting to see the. Listening to you speak now, I get the feeling that um, you're into your kit as well. Have you not seen his um, Instagram page? I don't, mate, Instagram, seriously, you know who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, in terms of like playing kit and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do you take an interest in, in that? You know what you're going to be wearing on the field. Um, He's asking, what, yes, are you, what, are you, what are you, what are you, what are your dress standards like when you're playing? I think. <laughs> See, I'd be well, happy when to I'm, play. When I'm, <laughs> when I'm training, like, well, I'm playing. I like my shorts to be quite short. So when we're training, like, I'll be wearing um, the women's shorts. Short shorts, just because they're. Yeah, they're a lot shorter and they're more comfortable. Obviously, when we're playing games, you can't wear women's shorts. Um, so yeah, I would say I like my shorts to be short, um, and then a nice fitting t-shirt. I don't really want it too tight. Um, something that, you know, uh, complements my shoulders. Oh, now um, it's But I'm not like that fast. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you go with the singlet? Because I can't stand the singlets. What's a singlet? What's that? Tank top. Tank top. Oh, sleeveless too. You know what? I'd love, I'd, I'd, I'd love to wear them, but it's, it's just too cold in, in our country to wear them. <laughs> so, when, in, in the summer, to be honest, when we've uh, been training at GB, any time that we could ever potentially wear the singlet. Um, I have worn it because I just love it. Get the tan, get the tan going. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah, it's great. Reese, let's get to the serious stuff now. Let's start talking about your inner city program. Uh, can you let us know what it's all about and, and what the inspiration was? Um, okay, so firstly, what it's all about is um, I'm I'm basically trying to bring hockey to kids within inner cities, uh, firstly in London, which is where I'm from, across the UK, um, and then hopefully across the world. I feel like, especially in the UK, um, in inner city areas, uh, hockey is is a sport that's not really well known, and it's deemed as not being very cool or girls for and yeah firstly I want to kind of increase the profile and, and awareness of the sport in these areas um, secondly we're kind of wanting to do this through projects in schools initially so uh, going into primary and secondary state schools uh, so not fee paying schools um, and delivering projects so Next week, I'm going into my old primary school and delivering a 12-week project um, where we offer uh, 20 places to the kids there, having given taster sessions to 120 kids uh, in the upper school there. Now, from, from the project, what we aim to do is not only introduce them to hockey, but we want to 
make them associate hockey with being fun and being cool, which um, is what my experience was. But I don't think as a as a nationwide sport it is deemed as being cool and, and fun. So, firstly, introducing them to the sport and hockey, but then also um, through the project, instilling kind of social values with, within them to be successful not only in hockey but in life so for example one of our values is um, consistency is key to, to promote change um, which is something I, I, I really buy into um, another one is kind of working on mental health and um, it's called race yourself so try, not trying to um, compare yourself to the, to, the, to the next person because you might be on two different paths and trying to focus on doing the best that you can do because I feel like sometimes it's, it's very easy to you know, uh, compare yourself to someone else who's got slightly different background or um, they're on different paths and it could get you down uh-huh. so yeah, you want to introduce them to hockey make sure it's fun and cool for them um, instill social values uh, w- within the project to, to, to ensure that they are both successful in life um, but also um, I'm very passionate about the educational side because um, hockey has allowed me to go to one of the top universities in the UK, uh, Durham, and also through hockey I was able to continue to go to Wycliffe School um, because it is fee paying, the scholarship allowed me to get more money off of the fees. So I basically want to educate, inform the parents and the children about the educational system that we have to allow them to go to good, to good schools. Um, so you have obviously scholarships, um, secondary schools give out scholarships to boys if they feel that they're talented, um, and you also have bursaries, which is not as well known. So a bursary is a, um, basically if a private school, for example, want you to go to their school but you aren't financially able to send your kid there then they kind of assess um, your financial income and they give you a reduced fee based on what you're able to pay Um, and I want kids to be aware of that so they can go to these good schools because I think it will just um, set them up great for, for the future well, like you said, you know, you, so, you, you saw those young kids in the, in the England uh, uh, gear um, g- going through school and you had something to aim for. And I think, you, you know, as your situation has got you to where you are, it's great for, to, to be able to, to show that it can be done, to show that there is that route for it. Now, is there is the program you're doing at your, at your old school, is that something which is out of hours? Is it within school time? Where does it fit within the, the general school program? Yeah, so um, it's on a Wednesday and it's an after-school club. Um, we start this Wednesday, um, which will be during school hours. And um, But that was just because I'm going in to give an assembly, talk about my story, what I'm trying to do there, um, and then giving the taster sessions within their like, PE lessons. But when we actually start the 10-week project, um, it will be an after-school club, 3.30 to 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. Reese, what is it that's the, the biggest obstacle for you? Is it um, you getting the interest from the kids or is it finding the, the, the places to actually get out there and get them to play hockey? 
so I feel like um, I wouldn't say getting the kids to be uh, to want to play hockey has been difficult just because um, I feel like as long as you try and make it fun and enjoyable with you know certain warm-ups and games they're gonna think okay even if they may have not been that good at the hockey they'll probably just associate that session with being fun and associate hockey with being fun um, but then I've only done two sessions with kids that have never played hockey before so <laughs> come Wednesday it may be a different answer um, but in terms of kind of finding um, schools and things to go into it was a very easy connection with my old primary school um, and since releasing the video I've had a lot of like really good responses and people wanting to help so I, I'm not too sure what the biggest obstacle will be so far um, with the project it's probably been securing funding so yeah. um, trying, to, try, yeah, trying to get funding for us to you know, pay coaches and you know, um, buy equipment and, and clothing. So, yeah, it's probably been the biggest obstacle so far. So you're set up as a community interest company. So wh where do you hope to get future funding? Is it from local authorities, from Sport England, lotteries, private, in, you know, um, private businesses? What's, uh, what's the route you're hoping to take with it? So the route we've taken so far is, like you said, um, national lottery funding, um, we've applied for Sport England, um, there are certain charities that we know about um, uh, through releasing our introductory view that people have suggested, um, and definitely local counselling, seeing if um, they can help out in, in any way. In the future, I know that certain schools in the UK, especially primary schools, they get um, funding from the state to help out with physical education. Yeah, and I've been I've been told that um, certain schools will use that funding to kind of fund the project, like I'm going into my well primary school to do. And um, so yeah, something along those lines. But if I'm if I'm a rich businessman and I've got a, a check to sign, <laughs> how how do I get it to you? What's the what's the process to to help you out? Well, obviously. If you're a rich businessman, uh, we have uh, an email address you can contact us on, um, and then we could probably have a have a conversation about how how you are wanting to help, and we can kind of uh, give you some of the future aspirations we have and the future projects that we're working on at the moment, um, and hopefully that interests you, and um, we can then uh, come across with like a project plan cost. And, uh, and go from there. No, there was an if when I, when I said that as well, but um, yeah. When? But when we when we find a rich businessman for you or woman, sorry, rather send sexist of me, we'll send them your way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd be much appreciated. Race, how much of this is driven by your own story? All of it is, to be honest. Um, my mum asked me this question last night because. Um, yeah, there's so many kind of like factors that uh, combine together to make me want to do this. Um, the, f the first being when I went to university, it was a uh, I was chatting to one of my friends who was from 
same in the area to me. So he's from inner city London. He spoke in the same way, like the same music. And um, we were from, you know, a Bain background. Bain is like black, Asian, minority ethnicities. Right, so, um, this, yeah. so yeah, he was from that, from that background. Um, and we kind of realized that there's not a lot of um, people from our background that look like us at um, this university. And it wasn't due to, you know, lack of ability. It was just due to lack of opportunity. And, and, we, and we felt that was unfair because um, going to Durham University, you could see it was very dominated by people that have gone to public and private schools. And to go to these schools, often you have to have um, a lot of money to send your, send your kids there. And so we were very passionate about trying to get people from more people from our area into these universities. And we kind of first spoke about a mentoring scheme. So I've always had a passion for that. Obviously, I've always had a passion for hockey. And when I've been kind of delivering um, sessions and holiday camps, I've kind of noticed that as much as I enjoy it, there's not a lot of people from my background who I can relate to at these camps. Um, thirdly, kind of doing some of the freestyle videos I've done and getting some of the reactions I've got from it when going into coach uh, kids has been kind of like overwhelming. Um, they want to take photos, autographs, they want to learn what week three skill was. Um, and that for me was just was, was quite crazy and I realised that I have an opportunity to impact a lot of the younger generation and if I have the opportunity to I feel like it, it is my duty to, to, to have a positive impact on, on these kids lives so um, yeah it's a mix of, of, of everything to be honest I think if you if you can see it you can be it and I think it's wonderful some of the stuff that you're getting out there on social media because we've got a similar campaign with the Glow Ho Po oh. um, for, for the uh, reaching out to the youth market but but genuinely it's, it's, it's don't get sucked it's, into that race <laughs> <laughs> so we will get you to do a little uh, record for us uh, when we finished off, Reese. Just uh, <laughs> and uh, and if you if you want to, what? No, it's after uh, you. No, I've no, got a serious question. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, but you know, any help on um, attracting the younger demographic, we'd really appreciate. Anyway, John's got a question for you, uh, Reese. I was going to ask, did, growing up, did you feel disadvantaged? Nah, nah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say I felt disadvantaged at all. Um, Potentially, you know, when you go to these um, tournaments, like regional tournaments, um, you kind of realise that there's not a lot of uh, diversity there. And coming from my school, we always had a lot of, because um, where it's situated, it's kind of like in between, you know, a wealthy area, but also inner city London. Yeah. So you get a, a big mix. So we'd always have... Um, uh, diverse teams you got Asians black guys in there um, and there wasn't really many other teams that would have that so if I noticed anything it was more so that I wouldn't say I felt disadvantaged in any way yeah, it you don't sound as though you do and you made an interesting comment earlier on about um, the um, oh, what was the other program uh, Race Yourself program and you know yeah. finding where a person's at as far as like their continued the idea of an individual path yeah 
Um, I feel like that's, that's something that kind of has helped me out quite a bit as well through, you know, because I've struggled a bit from getting into the senior program um, mentally with the professional athlete lifestyle and, and the pressures you get from that. Um, and it's just something to remind yourself of the stage you're at and, and where you're wanting to go and not trying to compare yourself with someone else. You, you mentioned the pressures of the, the, the professional athlete lifestyle. Are, are they purely pressures to perform or is it pressures that looking on from outside we don't realise exist? I want to say from outside really. Um, getting into the programme with, with, with being a new player and then being uh, the pro league being around um, you have selection very often so I would say there's always kind of a pressure to perform in training and things like that um, because there are, because of the nature of the tournament because you have so many games and there's always selection for it um, but I would say the uh, the largest pressure uh, has kind of been the pressure I've put on myself to, to play well yeah. Um, I've got a question here from one of our Patreons recently. It's probably one you've never been asked before. Um, I've never asked it myself before, but it's a quite a good one from Scott Edwards. Scott asks, what's the question you really wish people would ask you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> you know what? Um, probably something to do with food. Because I love cooking, so maybe, um, well, I say I love cooking. Maybe ask me, um, you know, what my favourite chocolate bars are. I, I love that debate. <laughs> That's not um, quite cooking, mate. <laughs> well, I was, I, I'm, yeah, no, I, I realised when I said cooking that I was going to meant eating. <laughs> um, so I chocolate about, oh, but then also maybe like, what's my, what's my um, favourite dish to make or something like that. I, I do enjoy food. What's your favourite so, chocolate bar to make? <laughs> My um, favorite chocolate bar to buy Go is uh, what we got. It's not one. But, um, All right, give us your top so three. So at the moment, we've got the white um, chocolate covered Oreos. Oh. You know those ones? Have you no. had those before? No, we we're in no. Australia. We're in Australia, mate. Yeah. That'll, that'll be about nine years we'll get that. <laughs> well, to be fair, they're not always in England. You can only get them in the. Uh, the, uh, special off license shops in England. Right, although the um, Polish stores. Like the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 those ones. Um, <laughs> you then got the Kit Kat peanut butter chunky. Oh. What a, which is sensational. Oh, Go on. Kit Kat peanut butter. And then you got to throw it back with a classic in the Bueno. Oh, the Bueno, yes. What's the Bueno? Well, they're is not hugely the, popular here. Is that the state. Kinder, the small Kinder one? Yeah, they're like a little bar. They've right. got white chocolate on top, don't they? No, nah, they've kin, they the got kin. white chocolate one. Go on, tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> They've they got a white chocolate one, but the white, I don't really like the white chocolate one. Um, I was quite excited for it to be released, but then when it got released, it was just a major, major flop. So, yeah, they got the normal, just milk chocolate one which is which is absolutely fine yeah, fine it's, it's made your top three you say it's absolutely fine <laughs> come on yeah, what, what, got, about the, what about the bounty the twix the, the classics oh, you said bounty really uh, yeah, yeah I, nah, the coconut's not on mate 
No, you nibble the chocolate off all around the side and the top, and you're left with that delicious coconut centre. Mm. Now, we're, we're, we're finding out you're a man of many talents as this goes, Reese. Oh, we oh, we oh, believe oh. you're a man of another talent. Right, you, you're going to have to explain it to us, yeah. but we need, we need to find out something about your last five DMs on Instagram. DM slides, isn't it? DM slides, what, what, is, yeah. what is a DM, and how do you slide it? What? Me sliding into yeah, it's sliding into DMs. You apparently you love Sli- them. You love DM them when it's slides. DM slides. Yeah, you love told. you love them on Instagram, uh, and we should ask the question. No, I don't think I can comment on that. I don't know where this is going. So that's fine. I'm just checking. This is this is this is an ex teammate of yours that worded it up, worded it up on this one. And we have no idea what a DM what? slide is. <laughs> Basically, a DM slide is just when you message someone on Instagram. Oh, okay. um, like, yeah, like rinsing them. Often, nah, not rinsing them. You can rinse them, like you definitely can rinse them. But DM slide is more um, related to um, chirping, maybe like you're chatting to a female or the, or whoever you're interested in. We're definitely we're definitely getting the youth market with this episode, John. Yeah. Fantastic! It's all code to us. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's that. We can't really speak. That's, yeah, that's the private life. We can't really speak on that too much. All right, well that's that's uncomfortable. Uh, let's take take it back to the hockey field. Br- bring back the bully. Yes or no? Um, yes, because it's quite fun if you you know when you're kind of like stick box someone and they're like complaining to the umpire and they can't do anything about it um, I quite like it when that happens yeah John knows all about that yeah, don't you John the master of the, the bully now that's that's good now what are your plans in the in the next 12 months you've, you're obviously just starting off um, the work with the inner city hockey where hockey inner city hockey inner city sorry yeah you've got a lot on your plate I would imagine are you thinking as far ahead as something like pro league um, what do you mean? Am I thinking about it? Oh, you know, is is it on but your I mind as something that, you, or, or are you just going through the training sessions and 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 getting your job done? Um, yeah, of course, pro league is on my mind. Olympics is on my mind. Um, but obviously, we, we we do have a lot of kind of free time being in in the centralised program, so that's why I've kind of I've, I've done this. Um, yeah, I mean. My one of my these are my two priorities: hockey in the city and playing. So when I'm not doing hockey in the city, I'm trying to do the best I can do to put myself in the, the best kind of shape to to be able to play well and get selected for pro league and hopefully have a great pro league season and then put myself into a good position to be selected for the Olympics um, next year. Um, over the next 12 months, uh, I just want to make sure that this pilot project that I'm going to my old primary school um, is as good as possible. And I think with the light being shed on it on social media, um, that will open a lot of doors for us um, for the future. We've had a lot of um, people from outside of London kind of chat to us about doing projects with them and combining with them on that. Um, and I'm looking forward to kind of um, continuing conversations with them and um, trying to get our, our next project. Uh, and club, ho- this. club hockey's at, with with Wimbledon, fresh fresh surroundings. Uh, you've got to be excited about that. 
Oh, definitely. Um, I'm really excited about the, the English um, Premier League this year as a whole. I think um, a lot of us, inter- well, all the internationals can play a lot of the games this season, um, which I'm very kind of like grateful to be able to do. So we'll definitely strengthen the league. Um, and we've got a lot of kind of like really good sides um, and a lot of really good players like all playing in, in the league this year. So, yeah, I can't wait to, to get started. We start in a week's time. And that's it. So the league gets underway or so you're, you're well into pre-season? Um, yes, yeah, so the league starts next week, weekend. Um, we've got our, we've got, I've got a pre-season game um, today. Uh, in about 13 hours so you, you guys got me up pretty early um, and then we've got a, a, a game tomorrow as well and then next weekend uh, we start hey, Reese, what's your favourite position? If you, could, uh, if you could name the team yourself where would you put yourself? Um, yeah I was having well, so I'm a, I'm, I play midfield so um, at the moment we're having uh, two kind of like midfield roles kind of like a defensive and an attacking midfield um, I'd quite like to just be like a Roma in the midfield so <laughs> I can Libero. yeah I can go because I, I quite like you know elements of both I quite like being able to kind of like run at defenders when I'm in attacking midfield and, and get into D um, but then also I like going deep and being able to pick up the ball and and have a bit more time and, and, and turn forward so yeah I would just say you know, the old school 4 3 3. Yep. One of the midfielders in that three can just roam around and do whatever. Beautiful. Well, we wish you all of your luck with your roaming around for Wimbledon and your continued international success and, of course, hockey in a city. Everybody get online, get behind it, and uh, continue that great work there. Reese, thanks for joining us. No, thank you for, for getting in touch and um, having, this, having this little podcast. It was enjoyable. My, one of my first uh, ones that was, yeah, probably my first one, so um, thank you. No problems, Reese. Happy to have you back any time. Let us know when you've got some more projects starting up and um, we can spread the word. Oh, but sorry, but when we do come round for tea, what are you making for us? Aha, see, that is a question. So, <laughs> it's crazy because at the moment I'm kind of, um, oh, sorry, um, I'm going to make some salmon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh Atlantic. I'm gonna make some. Uh, yeah, definitely no, Scottish, Scottish, Scottish ones. Yeah. Okay. Pan, pan fried. No, no, that's gonna be in the oven. The salmon. Oh, the right. oven's gonna be in the salmon, marinated very nicely. It's gonna be succulent, juicy, very juicy. Mm. And then the sauteed potatoes. Yeah, one of my specialities. New potatoes. And then the sauteed. Yeah, but the, the, the sauteed. Yeah, 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 no, but the like, big potatoes or the or the little ones? No, they're cut up, like kind of um, oh, thin, yeah. like yeah. Um, oval oval chips almost. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then we're gonna get some stir fry veg. Sounds good. Get my gingers in there, my peppers, the mangetoot. Yeah. I'll tell your mum we'll be around on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll bring the beers. Cheers, Rach. <laughs> Thanks, Rach. <laughs> no, you're welcome. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and that was Reese Smith joining us with his Hockey in a City program and some 
Cooking tips. Cooking, cooking tips. Well, I want tips, menu tips. Some really. cho- chocolate tips. Chocolate tips, yeah. Yep. And some kid tips. And a new word, glow ho po. Rinsed. Rinsed. No. Rinsed by the glow um, ho po. We, we probably needed to get your daughter in to um, tran- translate some of, some of the terms there. But, you know, hey, kids, if you're listening, you know, these are the kind of guys we can begin on every single week from now on, and uh, we'll be even more confused than normal. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Look on John's face. Uh, yeah, no, that was very that, interesting. What does that mean? He was mouthing to me. Oh, constantly. <laughs> Instagram. What? <laughs> I was out with the kids all weekend on the new turf, John. What yeah. an absolute delight. The poor little buggers trying to get up for school on Monday morning after having two days of sort of six hours, seven hours running around on the turf. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic, though. Yeah, it's good to see the work races uh, starting there in, in England. And yep. he mentioned in the interview, you know, taking up beyond... London and, and Great Britain and, and moving it elsewhere. And we've had discussions on this podcast about, you know, the potential of inner city places in like India. Yeah. And yeah. that's the sort of program that could easily morph into yeah. that sort of thing. From little things, big things grow. That's so yeah. well, well done, Rich. Keep an eye on it. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Hashtag Gloho Po. A uh, couple of things, John, just uh, before we go. Uh, South African IPT, Interprovisional Tournament, that's been underway and is uh, all done and dusted. Uh, on the men's side, uh, Western Province uh, got the win over Southern Gauteng in the final. And uh, let's give you the individual awards there. Goalkeeper of the tournament, Razi Petersee from Southern Gauteng. Top goal scorers, Richard Pouts and Connor Beecham. Young player of the tournament, Dayan Cassiam, and player of the tournament, Nick Spooner. He's a good one coming through, isn't he? Played very well in recent tournaments. And on the women's side, it was a win for the Blues. Who were the Blues, John? You ask. The Northern Blues. They beat the much-fancied Southern Gauteng Lions with a shootout in the final. Uh, individual player of the tournament award, our friend Fumi Mbandi. The goalkeeper, um, and uh, she, she had some great saves in in the final. Pulled off four saves from four national teammates: Lillian Duplessis, Lisa Dietlefs, Kristen Payton, another friend of the show, and Robin Johnson. Uh, player of the tournament: Celia Evans from the Northern Blues, and young player of the tournament: Edith Moliko from the South African Under Twenty One side. Top goal scorer: Sylvia Van Jarsvout. Catch all that information on sports247.co.za, and I'm sure. On the next Hockey 24-7 podcast from Tyron and uh, Derek, that uh, they'll be talking lots about the IPTs. Streaming again from Shoot there as well, John, the automated system that we saw for the the, um, the recent qualifiers. And what else have you got? Uh, FIH, uh, the Olympic qualifying draw will take place live on the, the FIH Facebook page on the 9th. Oh, uh, we're recording Friday, so that Sunday, Monday? Monday. 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 Yeah. So Seven keep eight, yeah, nine, yeah keep an eye out on uh, for that one. It'd be interesting to see who gets paired up as against who in the uh, in the double headers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we we can basically working it out. We we'll know more perhaps on um, on Saturday. Yes. I will certainly know on the men's side of things. I think on Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely. That. But this is it. It's not far away. All of the conjecture, all of the debate on who's yeah. going to play who, who could it be? Oh, it's likely to be this. It's like we're going to know. Dead set. It'll be locked in, and we're, we're going to know what's happening on that one. Um, also, interesting on the fih.ch website. I just spotted, or you spotted it. Um, not oh. long back. Um, FIH World Cups with increased interest in hosting FIH um, World Cup. 
they reopened the bidding so it was all due to be in and announced by september i thought and we had uh, three or four uh, countries expressing interest to host the men's and the women's tournaments in 2022 2023 um, the interesting statement is with more national associations having recently expressed their interest in hosting the next edition of the fih men's and or women's world cup with some of the current bidders considering to change their initial bid to host the other gender event, the executive board of the International Hockey Federation has decided to reopen the bidding process for these events until the end of September 2019. Consequently, all national associations still interested in bidding will be able to submit the relevant dossier to FIH until the end of this month. Um, and then it's, it, it gives you the information on who's put in for what, which we've covered before. But Australia have withdrawn their yeah. bid. Well, I'm glad they have. Considering the last time we held a World Cup in Australia, it sent the local national uh, local association broke essentially. It's an expensive and we're thing. We're still paying for some of the decisions that had to be made post that. Well, I think in, certainly in Australia, if you're going to host tournaments of of this ilk, you can't do it without strong state government financing. So they need to find the benefit or the the, the partners initially, but the benefit to the local tourism industry and the fact that. The spend that's going to come in from those people coming in for the event is going to outweigh the investment from from the the, the state the state or the state associations. You well, you need both on board anyway, and you need Hockey Australia on board too. So uh, finances ain't that flash, and Hockey One's going to be a bit expensive. Pro League even more expensive. Well, I'm I'm not sure you can have all of that, but what you need is people turning up, people attending the event, people spending their money at the event. And if you don't have that, well, it's going to be a costly exercise, as yeah. we found out. Yeah. Um, look, really interesting that, um, you know, the best way to, to signal that pe- more people are interested is having a nation drop out of a hosting. This was supposed to be the announcement of where those yes, World yeah, Cups yeah. were going to well, be held. But, but there's still some countries that are interesting. Well, why, why haven't they put their bid in up until now? Have they suddenly changed their mind? Have funds well, suddenly become available? These, these bidders were announced at the end of the last World Cup. Yeah. So I, I, we'd have to do a bit more Roughly. research. But um, So they would have made their bids prior. You know, they were expressions of interest. Yes, yeah. Um, well, we've had the information there for quite some time. What, what would have changed the nation's mind or national association's mind in the interim um, to make them interested maybe your belgium and uh, local right businesses away. like balfius have, look, have looked on this has been fantastic having the euros here wouldn't yep. it be wonderful if we if we had a world cup this is something we could seriously get behind and put some money into um yeah or you know that you like to say riding the wave those, those positive vibes around the um current success certainly of the the, the belgium men's side well as it stands the bids they've received so far are Germany for the Men's or Women's World Cup, Malaysia for the Men's World Cup and Spain for the Men's World Cup. Now, that's during the preferred time window of the 1st of, to the 17th of July. There is another preferred window from the 13th to the 29th of January, and that's from India for the Men or Women's World Cup and New Zealand for the Women's World Cup. They're the five bids they've got. Australia have withdrawn their bid now. I think they only bid for the Women's World Cup, didn't they? Oh, they didn't bid, yeah, bid for the men's. I can't remember. So um, that's what we've got at the moment. And you, Belgium would be one. Maybe Great Britain have thought about it. Although they've just held a World Cup, so it's not likely. Maybe they've thought about well, it. Men's, men's World Cup, though? Maybe the Australians have withdrawn their women's bid to go for the men's bid because they've mentioned some nations wanting to change there. No, nah, I think that's 
they're out, I would imagine. I would think so. Yeah. Get through Hockey 1 first. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but that's coming up, and we'll hopefully we'll have some more news coming up on that in the next couple of weeks. But that's only, what, three, three and a half, four weeks away from launch now. Yep. So uh, if you haven't got your, your ducks in a row by now, you're leaving it a bit late. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Just about the end, mate. That's it for another week. Yes. Um, what? Oh, quickly. Go on. Umpires. Yeah. Sorry, Keely. I'm not umpire bashing, but I do have to say, on the weekend, I watched very closely three games of hockey. And the standard of umpiring for finals hockey was absolutely atrocious. And these were umpires that I knew, a lot of them, personally. And some of them know their parents. <laughs> <laughs> which makes a very difficult and tricky thing for me to say but there, there are problems in umpiring and we need to sort them out it might just, be a, might just be a local issue mate well I, I would have thought that until I saw certain social message media, mes, media messages going around during the recent European hockey finals and the consternation about umpiring decisions and what was going on in the systems and stuff like that and I thought we spend a lot of time and effort and energy the umpires are as good as they've ever been yet the level of um, uh, debate debate hasn't dropped away anyway anywhere so are the umpires getting better or are we getting worse at whinging um are the umpires getting worse uh, um, or are we no, getting um, better no, at whinging no we're getting better at whinging I think higher visibility more opportunities yeah. to talk about it. it you just keep it amongst yourself in the team whinging about the umpire after <laughs> the, the game if it, if it didn't go your way wouldn't you the problem I had on the weekend was there was a lot of young umpires and I'm talking 18 and younger who clearly showed no sense or feel for the game in the decisions that they were making and that to me is one of the worries with promoting juniors as umpires but if you're going to say now, that, if you're going to say I'm that, I'm going to say I, I stop doing it. But I saw a few a better way. I saw a few old umpires with no yeah, sense exactly. or sight. I saw one of them as well. <laughs> I saw one. The, the best one was off the pass off. You guys got the pass off at half time or something. And I went bang over to a bloke, bounced off his feet. He then passed it to another bloke who was 10 feet away, who then kicked it about 30 feet down the field, ran onto it, kicked it again. It was, it was terrible. And we still didn't score a goal. No. In fact, we lost our game, unfortunately, 2-1 down. The oh, first, talking the first, about Oh, no? Uh, no. no. First senior final on the, on the ground. Huge, big crowd down there. Beautiful. Yeah. Following on Just from, watch the ones. Yeah, watch the ones get a draw and make it through to finals and knock out poor Jamie Dwyer's YMCC um, out of finals. Our boys go on. The big lights, the big stage. 2-1 loss. Anyway, we get another go this week, mate. We get another go and... Uh, Fingers crossed, we'll be playing them again in the grand final in a, in a fortnight's time. Oh, good luck. You got a game this weekend. Got to win that one first. Well, we'll see how you go. Anything more before we? Uh, nah, that's we it. Have... That's the end of one one zero. Catch you next week for episode one 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 of the River Stick the Glow Hope Yo yo yo. Oh, this youth push. <laughs> You're convinced, aren't you? We're after hockey players of any age. Well, we are, mate. But they're dying off at the other end. Oh, thanks.
That's a pretty good fish on the screen there. What? Uh, on the frequency. Whoa! Isn't that beautiful? That's a How about do you want, I could do a snapper? Whoa! All right, here's my cod. Whoa! Uh, I got a flathead for you. Go on. Uh, no, it's flat. That's a sea snake, mate. Uh. No wonder you've got no time for anything. Coming up with brilliant stuff like this. <laughs>